0: So welcome to episode two. Last episode, I think the audio quality wasn't the best. Hopefully this is better. Um, but yeah, uh, last episode, I just briefly talked about who I am, where I came from, how I grew up, uh, the differences between American culture and Korean culture, but there's a lot more to it than just how the education systems like in Korea compared to America. Um, I talked about last time... How guys and girls are, are not able to stay in the same class after high school. Um, there's a reason to that actually. Uh, it's because in Korea we don't really have like sex education. Um, sex is considered like a taboo in Korea. Um, not a lot of people talk about it. It's like a provocative um, thing that people don't really talk about and we don't learn about it as much or as in depth compared to America we don't have health class like in America we would have like health classes um during our freshman year of high school I actually came to America during my sophomore year so I wasn't able to um take health class so that's a little bummer you know but yeah so since we don't learn anything related to sex um in depth in Korea Not a lot of people have the knowledge to know what to do uh, when they date, you know, we get horny when we're teenagers like we get that, like I get that, you know, we're human beings when we date, we get a little horny, you know, what I'm saying, but yeah, uh, there's been a lot of incidents. Um, It actually happened um, at the rival school of my school. Uh, It's called Cheongdam High School. It's like a city next to mine. Well, it's, it's still walkable distance. That's where SM is at, actually. But it's very close to my house. And apparently in that, in that school, um, there's been a lot of pregnancies, like incidents, where, you know, they don't use condoms, and then obviously the girl gets pregnant. And because of that, not just that school, but many, many schools throughout the years around Seoul and around the country, the government decided to make, to legalize um, girls and guys being separated from each other once they uh, get into high school. So that's why guys and girls will not stay in the same classroom. And it's a little of a, a bit of a bummer for guys like me because, you know, I'm not like this guy who um, goes up to a girl and then like asks for her number or just like, Starts a conversation whatsoever at the time. I was shy. I told you um, in the last episode. <laughs> but yeah, because of that, I wasn't able to talk to a lot of girls. I actually first started talking to like girls in general, like in my senior year of high school. And that's only because I was in choir. You know, I was like one of the leading vocals, and I was put in a situation where I was allowed to talk to girls. Um, but yeah, anyways, yeah, because of that, um, The only time I was able to talk to or interact with a girl in high school in in Korea was during like clubs. We were forced to choose one club, like a volunteering club to join and I would meet a lot of, you know, sunbaes, well senpai in Japanese and, you know, make connections there. But other than that, like outside of school, not really, you know. Um, Yeah, so that's like the differences that we had. And, um... In terms of school, we also didn't really have a lot of um, opportunities to branch out our interest. Like I said from from the last episode, um, since our primary goal is to study, we only get to really do the things that we like um, during PE classes, um, lunch break, or maybe even like extracurriculars um, outside of school. So yeah, I mean, um, just like any other Asian country, we we wear um, our school uniforms. We have different school uniforms for different seasons. Um, It's annoying during the summer, though, because we don't really have air conditioning at the time when I uh, was in high school. So we would have fans, but there's a lot of smelly guys. Like one one thing interesting about Koreans is that Koreans in Korea don't wear deodorant most of the time. Um, At least I didn't. At the time, I didn't even know what deodorant was until I came to America, um, because I personally don't smell when I sweat. But there were guys that do smell, and every PE class, guys go crazy. Koreans are crazy for soccer. I'm one of those guys. I love to play um, soccer. I used to play from uh, for my school um, throughout middle school and high school. Um, it's my favorite sport. Like I love watching soccer. I mean. My favorite team, soccer team, is Barcelona. I've liked them ever since um, Messi arrived in um, 2005-ish. But I started to become their fan um, during my third year of elementary school. So it's been a while. Yeah, like I'm a diehard fan. But, But anyways, yeah. During PE class, we would play soccer. And if it's during the summer, guys sweat like crazy, you know what I'm saying? You know? And some of my friends that kind of smell when they, um, you know, sweat, they would, we would all go inside the, the classroom after lunch break or PE class, you know, the fans would be on and they would go on rotate because we only had like three fans in the classroom, one in the very front, one in the very back and one on the side diagonally. So whenever the fans rotate, like you would, the smell of these smelly little uh, guys would flow across the room to my nose and that was not the best experience you know but those were good times looking back at it i wish i could have a couple of um friends i can play soccer with but we're in a pandemic so whatever but yeah so another difference that korean culture has well i guess like the differences between korea and america is that we use one um, that's the, uh, the dollar unit that we use. So we use one, a thousand won will be a- equivalent to a dollar. Um, Korea doesn't pay taxes. I think, I think America is the only country, one of the only countries that pays taxes for everything. Um, I know that other countries taxes are already included in the price, but Americans, their uh, taxes are added after the price. And that's a little weird you know why can't you just make the the price like at a stable price rather than having to add taxes afterwards you know i i, I just don't understand that um we use c- um, celsius and centimeters um which which is a lot more accurate honestly compared to like inches and in fahrenheit in america um yeah that um koreans don't pay tips when um we buy food when we go to restaurants uh Korea is actually really well known for their service like we have one of the best service cultures in the world like 손님은 왕이다 there's like a saying like that like that mean, it means the customer is the king I know the mentality of behind that um, kind of changed Uh, throughout the years because there's been a lot of customers who use that as an authority to kind of bully or like harass like workers and workers have had enough and they kind of step stand up for themselves and when you go to korea now you actually see a lot of signs in the restaurants that says um you know if you if you're going to be rude we have the rights to kick you out kind of like that but In return like there's a lot of workers who use that as an authority to kind of be like a dick if they're going through something throughout the day and they're working they have a shift they might not be like the the most respectful polite you know worker so there's pros and cons to that Um, the legal age in Korea is actually 19 Um, once you turn 19 you can drink you can go to clubs you can smoke you can drive um unlike in america you have you can be 16 years old and you can get your permit you can get your license at the age of 18 the stage of consent you can you know uh you can you're you're technically legal but you're basically like fully legal at the age of 21 you can smoke and yeah so it's a little different over there um since korea is such a small country we use the bus a lot and subways in America, some uh, some places call it, you know, the BART. Like, in NorCal, since I live in San Francisco, um, we call them BARTs. Uh, I know that in LA or New York, people call it the Metro. Yeah. But in Korea, we would use the subways um, or buses or taxis or even drive. But the traffic there, if you think LA has bad traffic, wait till you go to Korea. Like, cars have actual problems like you know with their parts because of the traffic because you don't move like for example if i were to go to my grandma's place you know every other sunday my family would get ready um to go to my dad's side first and then my mom's side but we would have to plan out the whole day you know starting from 9 a.m we will leave at 9 a.m. and we'll get home at like 11 p.m. So how it will work, it will work is we wake up, you know, at 9 a.m. We get ready. We leave around at 10. We get there. It's only like 20 miles away or 30 miles away. But it will take like an hour or even an hour and a half from my, my house to my grandma's house. And we would stay there. We'll eat lunch. My dad would take a nap or whatever watch his favorite show and then we would leave my grandma's place and then go to my mom's side at 2 p.m or 3 p.m and we'll chill there for a little bit and then we will you know grab some dinner and chill for a little longer and then drive back home the traffic's a little better at night but the reason why we kind of leave my mom's side a little later is because of the traffic i know la the time don't really matter like unless it's like fucking 3 a.m or whatever but yeah like it, it will it'll take like a ridiculous amount to go from one place to another especially in seoul like that's where i used to live so that's why people use the subways like subways there's no such thing as like traffic i mean it gets really busy i think until i moved to america i think there were like around nine different lanes but I heard there's like 12 or 13 now, which is crazy because that opens up a lot of like you know places to travel to that you weren't able to before. I remember when I went back to Korea in 2018, December of 2018, um, there was like a new subway station and um, rodeo. Um, it, the, the street is called Rodeo. That's where all the 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 fashion the the Beauty products, like the cafes, the, um, the clubs, the, like there's like everything there, and I used to live across the street from it. But like, since like the legal age is nineteen, um, not a lot of people get their license until the age of like twenty four or twenty five. First of all, not a lot of people can afford cars. Um, it's more convenient um, to take the subway because subways it only costs like a dollar or two to, um, both ways. It, I mean, unlike in San Francisco or the Bay Area, it'll cost like $10 to go back and forth. So it's like very cheap. It's a little uncomfortable, but I know like subways are a lot better now like in terms of quality. But yeah, like a lot of people can't really afford cars because first of all, like as a guy, you know, you go, you have to serve the military. Uh, um, most people that don't get into good colleges would go to the military. That's the first thing they will do. Once they graduate high school at the age of 19, they would go to the military. So have the military for a year and a half. Well, a year. Uh, I think it's 18 months, um, not 20 months. A year and eight months. It used to be three years back in the day, like in the 80s or 90s, I heard. But it, they are reducing the amount of time um, because they don't find it necessary, and a lot of people complain about it. So it's shortened all the way down to like a year and eight months. But that's still a lot of time. Um, I'm a dual citizen, so I have both. Korean and American citizenship because I was born in the States but I technically have to give up one of the um, one of my citizenships at some point I'm basically going to give up my Korean citizenship because I am NOT going to give up my American citizenship since I'm planning on living in the States I like the States Um, but in order for me to do that I have to get a full-time job and make an excuse as to why I cannot serve the military because it's a duty um, to serve the military in Korea if you have, if you are a Korean citizen but if you are a dual citizen you have to come up with excuses for the next for me it's like around 10 years 8 years 8 to 10 years um, as to why I can't serve the military and after I pass a certain age I think it's like 32 or something like that um, you don't have to serve the military and you can give up your citizenship legally and if i were to you know move to korea visit korea um i can go there travel there uh as an american citizen but yeah that's like something i'm trying to figure out right now um i really do want to go to korea over the summer but with the whole like the military issue like It's like a iffy uh, situation for me. I'm trying to sort that out right now. But anyways, yeah, like, so guys will serve in the military. Um, For example, let's say you get into college. You will go to the military. You'll serve for around two years. Yeah, let's say around two years. You'll be 21 when you come back from the military after you serve. And then you will try to find a job, you know, since you can't really get the education that you need, you would have to find other things you can do. To make money um once you make money you know it's gonna take like two three years to um build a career make money to afford a car the average salary in korea is like around 25k i think it might have increased um over the past few years but i know it's not a lot you know the average salary is around 1500 to 2500 dollars a month that's not a lot you know Like, imagine earning that much in California. Like, you're not going to be able to pay your rent, pay your bills, you know, pay for food and all that. You wouldn't basically have to starve yourself to even survive, especially if you live in California. So, yeah, that's it's tough. It's tough. So let's say you are a college student. You decide to go to college, you know. Normally, what guys would do is take two years of courses, um, and at the age of 21, they will serve the military for two years. That's So they'll be 23 when they come back. They'll serve the rest of their two years. I mean, they will finish their education for the next two years, and they'll be 25. They'll graduate at the age of 25. So what are you, what are you left with? You not only have to pay for your um, loans, student loans, because it costs like around 10K a year for a university, it's cheaper than america but that's still a lot for like a korean um person standard especially with the salary um, average you have nothing you have nothing at the age of 25. how can you unless you ask your parents how can you possibly afford a car that's why not a lot of people get their license ever or get their license very late well, compared to americans but yeah that's like an interesting thing that not a lot of people know about um i think like one other interesting thing um about korean economics is that you know how like americans they pay rent you know monthly rent like for example when i used to live in berkeley it used to cost like around 1200 for a single bedroom that's a lot you know some some cities in california they only cost like a couple hundred But where I live, it's like in the suburbans. It's really close to San Francisco. So it's like really, you know, it's really expensive. So like, let's say around $1,000. So in in a year, if it's a year contract, that'll be like 12K. But in Korea, we don't do that. Um, We pay yearly rents. We don't really call it rent. I don't know what the English word is. But in Korean, it's called 전세. 월세 means 월 means monthly so 월세 is like you know monthly rent but 전세 is yearly rent so you pay by the year and the average cost from what I remember back in 2013 um, in Kangnam where I used to live right in front of Rodeo it would cost like around 100k a year 100k a year So if you were to divide that by 10 or 12, that's like around 8K, you know, 8K, 9K a month, 9K a month. That's a lot of money, especially coming from a family that probably earns $5,000, $6,000 a month. And in Korea, like to be considered like rich or upper class, $100K a year. Uh, yearly salary is like considered a lot and only doctors and certain you know businessmen or i don't know like a um like a high up uh, company worker would earn and 100k in america is not that much um it's a lot but it's not enough to be considered rich in korea it, earning 100k is totally different a totally different image compared to earning 100k in america but yeah like that there's a since it's so ex- it's so expensive to pay off your rent, um, my dad he's a professor, so he does it for his you know his legacy, pride, his passion, than the purpose of uh, earning a lot of money. Yes, I'm considered like middle upper class, but it's not enough to be considered. Oh yeah, Daniel's rich, you know. But yeah, the standard of living over there is definitely different compared to America. Um, but in return, like, food is a lot cheaper. Um, for example, if, like, as a student, you're broke. I mean, you're not going to work. Like, Koreans are very, very against having their children work at convenience stores or, like, supermarkets. In America, you know, I see students at the age of, from the age of 15 to 17 um, working at Macy's, uh, working at, like, Whole Foods, working at Safeway, um, etc., working at any general convenience store supermarket just for the hustle to earn money to build um, a career for their resume possibly you know when in in korea parents will always say like (laughs) which means like just study like no just focus on your studying so they'll they'll be very against having their children work Um, at a young age they rather have their children focus on their studies so they can get into a good college because that's everyone's focus you know but so as a student coming from a family that's not the the most rich obviously like i have no money i don't really have a lot of money in my pocket that can just go around um uber everywhere uh just buy whatever i want eat whatever i want but living in korea the food is really cheap um Going to a karaoke is my biggest hobby when I used to live in Korea. Um, I would always go there after school with friends because I have a, I had a passion in singing. Um, a lot of my friends do. I mean, if you look at Korean, you know, audition shows, like there's so many Koreans that are good at singing. Um, you can see them on TikTok, you can see them on YouTube, you can see them on TV shows. It's crazy how like so much talent comes from such a small country, but yeah like since a lot of my other friends are also into singing we would go to the karaoke it it would only cost like five dollars an hour and we will split that among four people. So it's like that's only like a dollar and 25 cents you know per person like I mean hell yeah, I'll go there. So we would spend like two hours there after school I mean and then um, we would um, go our ways and I would go to like my math academy. oh yeah that's something that I want to talk about. In korea we have this thing called academies i don't see a lot of people here like other than asians send their kids to academies so academies are places where you go to after school and you know learn something that you learned in school but in depth because there are some you know special kids students that can just like use what use their knowledge that they've obtained in school to do well in exams but most students can't do that you know, they don't focus in school they're so tired because like we have to go to school by 8, 8 a.m. you know and a lot of us like sleep at 1 a.m. 2 a.m. so we only get like five hours of sleep some people come from like miles away so a lot of people take naps a lot of people don't focus in school they rather use school as their entertainment because after school they would use all that time studying at academies there's many many different types of academies um, like math academies Korean academies, English academies, depending on what you want to learn, but they will cost a lot. You know, I know like some crazy parents would spend thousands of dollars a month just for the uh, academy fees. And for me, I personally like math. So I'm a type of guy who likes to do what he likes to do. I don't really spend my time doing things that I don't like. I didn't really like um, history. I, I'm uh, fascinated with history, but I don't like memorizing things, you know So I didn't really want to go to academies for those. I'd rather spend time going to math academies I didn't really I didn't really need help in English because you know, I was born and raised in America I continued my English studies do boot camps and my mom's an English teacher. So I've learned from her so mostly mainly um, Math academies were the academies I would attend. And now, uh, something that really uh, surprised me, I found out recently, is that they now have um, academies for like these younglings to do image training, um, because image is such an important thing in Korea. Like I said um, in the last episode, any like people that are bitter behind the screens would really try to attack you by scraping whatever uh, mistake you made in the past through gossip or through pure evidence like you know like a text message or like a, a post on I, uh, facebook whatsoever since facebook is like the most used social media in korea so these academies would have kids come into their um, office and do image training so that they they have this mentality to be this perfect being so that the media doesn't have anything to attack them with and there's like academies for like gaming um league of legends is like the most popular game in the world right now and koreans are the best at it so they would have little kids that are good at the game come to their office and train them to become pro players and that's like pretty that's pretty cool to me but the idea of like paying someone to coach you to become like a league of legends player is kind of weird because back then you know even just a couple years ago pros became pros um through their solo experiences not from someone else's help they get the training once they are scouted from a pro team not like some academy training you how to become a pro you know but time changes and things change and it's like interesting to see so like the whole environment of academies um it's 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 what makes korean culture um the education system so frustrating and stressful for a lot of students uh there's like this city called Techidong. Techidong city and that's like known for their competitive uh, education system not just the schools but like academies too like there will be competition to get into these academies, like these top class elite academies um, that, you know, hire the best of the best teachers, tutors, you know, and teach their students um, their best ways to ace these tests or whatever. And since the environment is so stressful and intense, there were a couple of news actually a couple of years ago um, where a lot of students would beat up their moms and the moms will not say anything about it. It's not just one student but it's like a many, many occasions where there were a lot of beatings um within the area. Students attacking on one another, like trying to stab one another, threaten one another because of the competitiveness. And if you were to watch like this drama called Sky Castle or Penthouse, it kinda describes like how students can be being put in these environments where survival is everything. Being on the top means everything, it ensures you uh, a place into the top 1%, 4%, whatever, to get into these schools, because getting into one of these schools guarantees you like a place in life, but to get to that place, there's so much that need to be sacrificed. And that's something that I didn't like, that's why I came to America, because in America, You don't have to just be good at studying. You can be good at other things. It's a free country. It's a place with many opportunities. And even for those who realize later than others that, oh, I need to get my shit together, you still have a chance Like for example, community college. If you don't have the money, you can go to community college at a cheap price, transfer to a different place, a different school, get scholarships, and get a good degree. You know, I see a lot of my friends going to um community college because of the money um or because they fucked up in high school and look at them now like a lot of them graduated from uc berkeley ucla uc santa barbara etc like there's opportunities for you in america but in korea there's no such thing as a community college um transferring in korea is such a hard thing there's no such thing basically as transferring there is but Let's put it this way, in Korea, well, in America first, let me give you the statistics. Um, it's like a, an approximate statistic, so I might not be completely accurate, but let's say like there's around 2000 people that transfer as a psychology major at UCLA. How many students do you think will transfer with the same major in a Korean college, like for example, one of the sky um, colleges? 50 but what does this 50 mean 50 people transferring no 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 there's only 50 people per major at every school at every one of the top schools there's only 50 people to 100 people per major and the only way for someone to transfer into that major is if someone drops from that major so let's say like you know you get into college like You think you've got your life together like you. Oh, I finally made it. I don't need to do anything. There's people, there's a lot of people that slack once they get into college, you know, like the party life, the adulthood, you know, alcohol, the food, whatsoever, the good life. It it, it definitely distracts a lot of people and some of them fail their classes and it forces them to get kicked out, you know, to drop that major. And when there's an opening there's gonna be a spot for someone to transfer to but the thing is these people that try to transfer over to into this one spot or two averagely there's only around like one to five people that drop from a major every year but there's like a thousand thousands of applications that apply for that specific spot because like I said students in Korea have one and only goal to get into a sky university and since there's like a thousand applications and only five of them are going to get accepted just imagine how competitive that might be it's like so stressful and almost impossible to get in it's not impossible but it's obviously not as easy as a community college student transferring to a different college over here and because of that a lot of students tend to aim to get into the college of their dreams um right off the bat because there's only two ways to get into college um one is your GPA but it's not necessarily like the GPA system that America uses but more like ranking systems so if you are consistently ranked two or rank one so basically the top 10 percent throughout your three years of high school you are qualified to submit your application for colleges for nation which is your overall performance throughout high school. And if you get accepted, you can basically just pass the exit exam. Um, we call it Sunung. It's kind of like the SAT, but it's a one-time and one-time only test that you have to take at the end of your senior year. And depending on the performance of that test, it decides whether you're going to get into a, a college or not. If you fuck up the exam, you have to take it the next year. And those students, we call those 재수생들. And depending on how many years you retook the exam, um, you add a number to it. So, So second time, third time, fourth time, retaking the exam. So there's a lot of students who are 재수생들. So they retook the exam the next year because they fucked up the first try. Normally people aim to do well on their first try, but depending on the condition, since it's such an intense exam, people fuck up people make mistakes it's a 8 to 9 hour test of five subjects the main subjects so english uh, math science two sciences a history and korean so taking those five tests and each test is around you know an hour and 45 minutes to 2 hours it's a very intense test f- for one day and you probably have to aim at least a 90% on every one of those to even have a decent spot. Um, So a lot of my friends that I know of retook the test the next year and they did well. They got into the college that they wanted to get into, but some students um, are not as lucky and they just give up after some point. Um, A lot of people would retake the exam two, three times and they'll be 22, 23 years old They would go to the military if they're a man, and come back at at the age of 25, start a college degree at the age of 25, finish their degree at 29, and they don't even have a full-time job. So how can they afford a car? That's why a lot of people, like I mentioned earlier, don't get their license because they can't afford cars. But a lot of people depend on the final exit exam because they are not qualified to submit their applications through nation, so their GPA overall performance. We call that 정시. Uh Chongxi is basically relying on your score on the exit exam, the Sunung exam, to get into these colleges. But since there's so many people that aim for that exit exam, it's considered more competitive. Um, they're both competitive, but in different ways because nation is just a competition amongst students that were always in the top one to 10% and is just like a competition between every other student that's not in that 10%. Regardless, just in general, the Korean education system is very, very competitive and it's very stressful. And I think you might understand why so many people are bitter about other people's success, Um, the pay rates, Uh, The minimum wage was only $5 when I left Korea. I heard that they bumped it up to $7, but that's still not enough. You know, considering the rent fee to live in Seoul, um, there's a scarcity in the job market, there's a cost of living. Just in general, it's just a stressful environment. That's why I came to America. I think Korea is a, a very beautiful place to visit. But not necessarily a place i would like to live in because of how hard it is to survive but i definitely recommend visiting korea i think korea is one of the best places to live if you have enough money um even if you don't have enough money um, as a foreigner it's such a beautiful place to visit the nightlife is amazing the food is great the people are nice especially to foreigners of course there's going to be some conservatives but Most of the time, Koreans are very, very nice to foreigners, and it's just a lovely place to visit. I definitely recommend visiting Korea if you can. Um, But throughout this podcast um, episode, I just wanted to talk about what it's like to live in Korea, or at least my experience living in Korea for over nine years. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about how social media portrays Koreans and the assumptions that foreigners make towards Koreans that are not true. It's going to be an interesting episode, so stay tuned.